Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4CY Radio or its employees or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. Well, a very good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for tuning in to the Rabbi Daniel Appen Show. Great to be together on the radio again, and uh, those of you listening on the replay Sunday morning, well, a very good morning to you, as I, your radio rabbi, solemnly dedicate myself to revealing how the world really works That's what we do on this show. We talk about things that matter. We talk about things that count. We talk about things (laughs) that you actually care about. That's the purpose of the show. That's why I'm here, and that's why you are there. Uh, We have a chat room at w4cy.com, and uh, you may be listening on iHeartRadio. You may be listening on uh, a couple of other venues. But uh, if you want to chat, well, that's always fun. And the way to do that is uh, be at w4cy.com. And then uh, you'll notice you can bring up a chat room in the window. It works real well. And uh, in addition to that, uh, take down the telephone number because I'm always happy to speak with you over the phone as well. That phone number is, got a pen ready, chisel. You can scratch it into the dining room table or uh, use lipstick on the bathroom mirror. That also works. Uh, 561 is the area code, 561. And then the phone number is 623 651-623-9429. And welcome, everybody. Look, I am very much of a, a personal freedom kind of guy. Um, I think that people should be able to pretty much do their own thing without everybody else trying to stop them or change them as long as they're not infringing on the rights of other people. So I even carry this as far as uh, suicide, right? 
I, I think that it's wonderful that churches operate crisis lines. I think it's wonderful that people who have reached a tragically desperate state in their lives uh, have somewhere to call. I think that's great. I do not think it's great that uh, citizens of California or uh, of San Francisco are taxed extra in order to build an enormously expensive net under the Golden Gate Bridge. Wrong. No, I'm sorry. Not hap- not willing to do that. Uh, if you want me to man a crisis line for an hour a month, take my turn with a lot of other people, happy to do that. But to impose a tax on all my fellow citizens because I think that people who want to take their own life should be prevented from doing so by the spending of tax money, wrong. Don't do that. I'm not for that one little bit. Don't go for it. So um, uh, I, I think that um, I really do. I mean, I think that freedom is, is very important. Um, I think that uh, I would like to see it even extended to parents choosing not to vaccinate their children. This is, again, a big row. Uh, I've got into this very, very deeply, and I'm absolutely persuaded that uh, childhood vaccinations do carry risks, particularly since they bombard newborns with a whole bunch of these. Why do they do that? Because the um, medical establishment has decided, not without some justification, that uh, there are certain uh, categories of parents who particularly unmarried single mothers who are extremely unlikely to bring their babies back for well baby checkups. And so the, the doctors say, well, look, this is the only time we're going to see the kid where the kid's born. Pretty soon the mother's going to walk out of the hospital with a newborn baby. This is our only shot. You know, let's blast it full of, of uh, vaccinations. Well, you know, it so happens that uh, the government actually has a fund to pay damages to people who whose children were damaged, whether it's autism or some other horrible things, by uh, vaccinations. And so the government's acknowledged these things are dangerous. Uh, Furthermore, the government has recently changed the way of recording the statistics to conceal the massive increase in problems that have arisen in uh, in the case of vaccinations. So all I'm saying is that, that there are two sides. Obviously, vaccinations have eliminated disease over the years. Obviously, there's a good side. What uh, people are unwilling to agree on is that there's also a negative side. There's also problems. And so um, what, is the, what is the option? What, you know, what, what do we do? Well, I think there should be freedom. I think parents who want to vaccinate their children should vaccinate their children. Parents who don't want to should be free not to. But instead of which, there is this massive social tsunami of protest and outrage at all these terrible parents who don't want to vaccinate their children. Sorry, if I if I was having newborn children, if I was having babies now, I wouldn't want to vaccinate them. I don't think my wife would either. Wouldn't want to do it. We just know too much about it, and it's not good. Um, okay, we've got uh, we've got somebody who's dialed in from the three three six area code. Hi, um, hello, caller. Good evening. Caller, hello. Yeah, caller, hello. I can hear you. Speak up because you you are feeding back some noise. Um, we got producer Jessica on tonight. Uh, hello, caller. Do you want to say hello? Hello, 
caller from 336 area code. You know what? This is, uh, this, this is no good. Yeah, that, that's much better. Thank you. Uh, that's that's no good. I'm, I'm not wasting time on. Uh, I mean, we've got thousands of people listening, and uh, and I'm trying to get somebody to either keep quiet or talk up. That's not a good way to go. So uh, yeah, so I think freedom is um, is is very important. I think I think if uh, Bruce Jenner wants to go ahead and do things to his body, and then wants to call himself Caitlin as a woman. I think you should be free to do that. I'm not so crazy about uh, government money being used for that. Um, what do I mean by that? Well, let's imagine that you decided that, uh, you know, Social Security is a crock. When you, you finally reach the age of 70 or whatever it is that you're going to start collecting your miserable little Social Security pittance, you start doing a calculation and you realize that if all the money you'd been paying in under Social Security, and of course, you as a dignified, diligent, and alert audience, you all know that that money never, ever went into a special Social Security fund. It just went into uh, ordinary uh, government spending. It went into the big bucket of government spending. And all they do is tax the current crop of us workers to pay for yesterday's retirees. I mean, that's it's it's a horrible racket. But even worse than that, we even worse than that. If you know, imagine you're somebody who's just started uh, picking up your social security check. You take a look at it, and then you start saying to yourself, "Okay, let me just figure out how much I've paid in. How much have they taxed me for social security during my working life?" You're 70 years old now. Let's say you started working, I don't know, uh, 25. So you've been working 45 years, right? So that's over 500 months. And you figure out how much money went in during that time. How much money went in? And you realize that had you put that in the most conservative, safe investment, government bonds paying, I don't know, 2% or something, you would now still be able to draw off so much more than you're getting. It's a racket. It is essentially a racket. They throw you your social security payments so you won't cause a revolution. And they hope that most people will be foolish enough to, oh, I'm so happy to get my miserable $2,500 a month. Oh, this is great. That nobody's going to actually stop and do the calculation of how much clung to the sticky fingers of the IRS along the way. And so, uh, yeah, I think people should have the freedom not to put money into Social Security. And then at the end of the day, if they never invested or saved for retirement, tough luck. And I know that that sounds cruel and horrible, but wait, most people do have family. Most people should have church affiliations. Uh, and so there, there are... There are resources you can turn to, but more importantly than that, the next generation will learn from your mistakes and we're done. The problem will be over. It's only one generation of pain. See what I'm saying? People should be free to opt out of Social Security. I don't want you to take care of my old age. I'll take care of it myself, thank you. That's all there is to it. Or maybe I decide my old, my old age uh, program is my kids. Maybe I invested over the years, millions of dollars into my kids. And now it's going to be their turn to look after me. Maybe that's acceptable. That's between me and my family. If we all agree with that, we're good. 
I should be able to have opted out of social security a long time ago. Um, and, um, uh, Joe says, sorry, Rabbi, immunizations are supported by every credible health organization I know have immense benefits with virtually no risk. Sorry, Joe, <laughs> that's simply not true. Uh, and again, um, you know, you and I can bang heads on this, but there's no point in that. Um, you know, let's say that, uh, that, that I have dug into it. And, uh, if you would like, if you get, if you send if you go to my website and use the contact us tab, Joe, and tell me you'd like some information on the, uh, dangers of, uh, the, um, uh, the, the vaccination shots that kids are given, I'll be happy to forward it to you. And then you can tell me that every credible organization agrees what you, what you aren't fully in the picture on perhaps is the incredible um, nexus of big money and government here. Uh, the, the drug companies have invested so much in these vaccinations. I'm talking about the last 20 years is where the problem has really become quite serious. And, um, and, uh, and the government playing along um, uh, the disease, I mean, if you think the Center for Disease Control is a credible source of information, you need to go back and see the statements and actions they took in the case of Ebola. Um, unbelievable intrusion of politics. Uh, for that matter, you might as well go back to the early 80s and see what they did about AIDS when it was um, seen as a, a male homosexual disease. And again, politics trumped medicine. So sorry, Joe, I'm, I'm, I'm sad that... Uh, I'm sad that you're not informed on this. I, I really, really am. But um, but uh, you you are misinformed on this. Uh, you may have, a, sadly, a and I, look. I wish it was okay to have a naive belief that government is good, but um, that is more and more the, not the case. I'm afraid, uh, Joe. And again, I'm, I'm. I just think you need to to just be better informed. I, I would strongly recommend you either buy or go to the library and get hold of a copy of um, uh, Atkinson's book. She was a journalist with NBC, and she was reporting on Libya and Benghazi, and they fired her because it conflicted with the political message they'd been given by their bosses. So um, uh, read her book because it's w w what's disturbing about it is that she lays out chapter and verse on the corruption in high places in America today. Serious, serious corruption in high place. Um, and uh, uh, Damaris points out you only have to go even to the CDC's website, Center for Disease Control, even they list the side effects of these vaccines. And, and Joe, if, if everyone thought they were totally safe, why would you think that the government itself uh, has a specific fund? You know, it's the government acknowledges that there are side effects, but that it's not, you know, that it's not a lot of people. True. But if you, if you had kids, you want to play that number game with your kids. So, um, at any rate, so we're talking, we're talking freedom. Uh, I was talking about social security and I'm saying, well, okay, social security, let's say you suddenly realize, you know, you don't have enough to live on. This is terrible. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So what, what you need to do is get yourself put in jail. That's all you need to do. You need to get yourself put in jail because in jail, you get your, your, your three meals, you get a roof over your head, uh, you get full medical, including sex change surgery if you require it. Yes, <laughs> felons serving terms of incarceration can get sex reassignment surgery. Yes. Uh, so all you got to do is is do something – uh, sufficiently serious to win yourself a life sentence, and and you really this it's just I'm just it's just an alternative form of social security. It's just an alternative form of taking care. In other words, you know you you haven't made good plans for your retirement. Uh, old age creeps up on you, and uh, you don't know what you're going to do. Hey, just do away with half a dozen politicians. Now, I mean, they. Although many people will cheer, you still are going to have to be prosecuted. They, they'll have no choice. Uh, even if you do away with politicians, you are going to have to be prosecuted. They will prosecute you, and uh, away you go. And uh, once once you're put away, you're in good shape. Meals, lodging, medicine, entertainment, all kinds of good things. You simply have no more worries. So, you know, just, just an alternative thought. It has its downsides as well, but doesn't everything – and so, uh, uh, and so, if um, if if Bruce Jenner wants to to go ahead and do this, hey, I think everyone should be able to do whatever they want. If somebody wants to amputate an arm by himself, look, I don't think doctors should go along with this kind of thing. But again, if there's a private arrangement between me and my doctor, and I've decided that my arm offends me. Uh, or my big toe offends me and I want it removed, I guess I guess I should be able to do that if I pay for it. I, I don't want it done on government money, on tax money. Um, and so similarly, if somebody goes to a doctor and a guy says, uh, you know what, I, I, I would like my uh, male organ surgically removed and I would like um, hormone treatment to grow great big man boobs. I mean, that's what I want to do. And uh, okay, fine. I, I think people should be allowed to do that. What I'm curious about is what's really going on here. Is this only because uh, Bruce Jenner, who made millions hawking the Kardashians, is it, and now, of course, as you know, he's making a whole new fortune on the reality based on his so-called new identity. Okay, so uh, I, could e I could even find the logic as to why he's doing it. What I'm curious about, and this is really, this brings us to what I wanted to uh, have a conversation with you on, is why is the whole country nuts about this? Why is this of interest to anybody? Yes, fine, he's a well-known personality, but uh, why? Why is this cover story of Vanity Fair magazine? Really? Why? What's going on here? 
And I thought that would be interesting to explore for at least a few minutes. Uh, why is it? And I'll, I'll give you some uh, hints of where my thinking has been going on this. One thing I'm thinking of is, uh, is this the new homosexual? In other words, now that homosexuality uh, is no longer credibly described as the underdog of society, uh, we have to fight for the downtrodden homosexuals. I think it's pretty clear that uh, it's, it's somewhat of a privileged group in America today. And, uh, and so we need to find a new group. Because why? Because liberalism, liberalism defines virtue by standing up for the underdog. Now, I want to stress, and I'm pretty sure you all know this, that the underdog is not always virtuous. Sometimes the underdog is uh, um, involved in his own catastrophe. Um, what happens about a bully who picks on people and then picks on someone who happens to be able to handle himself and the, the bully uh, makes a big mess, wipes the floor with, a bu with the, 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 the bully now becomes the underdog because he's being beaten up by one of his victims who refused to be a victim. So now the bully is the underdog and, of course, liberalism runs to him and says, Aha! You are the one who we have to help because you are the underdog. You know, and that's exactly what uh, liberalism did with Gaza, which uh, consistently and incessantly um, attacks Israel. And uh, and then when <laughs> when they turn out to be complicit in their own downfall, when Israel went in there a summer a year ago, um, then all of a sudden the left is all over the underdog. The left loves underdogs. They just do. They love underdogs. And uh, if you want to know my guess, I mean, I, I don't know the truth about Bill Cosby. Nobody really does. Nobody knows the truth there. Um, I've heard of uh, I've heard of angry women. I've heard of women making false accusations. I've heard of women making false accusations that make it into the magazine, into the uh, pages of left wing publications like Rolling Stone. And I think you all know what I'm talking about. I've heard of that. I'm not saying that's the case with Bill Cosby. I don't know. But why did the left jump all over him? I'll tell you why. Because he's a wealthy African-American um, who has come down again and again saying that what ails the African-American community is not racism, but bad behavior. He said this. Whether he's right or wrong, that's what he said. And the left hates that. And I believe that's one of the reasons that the left piled on when uh, and, and I mean, you all know, right? We all know that uh, Cappy, uh, that copycat crimes take place all the time, right? When there's uh, some kind of a particular crime, invariably there's a few of them that follow soon after that as the publicity goes out. You see it again and again and again. And similarly, I believe that when one woman uh, makes a highly publicized claim against the celebrity, I think a whole lot of others jump on the bandwagon too. I am absolutely persuaded that back when the Catholic Church uh, was being assailed by claims of uh, pederasty on the part of priests, I think it did happen, but I also think there were many, many more claims than actual reality. I think that if everybody who claimed to have been fondled by a priest, if you add them all up, literally the entire uh, 
clerical hierarchy of the Catholic Church wouldn't have had time to do anything except fondle little boys. So I just I just think that people jump on the bandwagon, particularly if they think that there's money to be given. So I don't automatically believe every claim of a victim. I just don't. Don't believe it. I'm sorry. Um, let me take a quick look at uh, the the chat room, if you don't mind. And, uh, and then after that, we'll go to a break and then we'll pick up again and I'll tell you what I think is the main reason that the left is siding so wholeheartedly uh, with Bruce Jenner. Okay, so we dealt with Joe. Um, um, Joe says that he's, he works for a leading healthcare company and he is informed. Okay. Um, Yaakov says politics trumps medicine, given this administration. Um Uh, actually, what, uh, Joe says we're seeing outbreaks of disease of things that were eliminated years ago. Actually, that is open borders doing that. And and again, if you are involved with healthcare, Joe, uh, it would take you about 30 seconds to validate what I'm telling you now, which is that uh, people flocking into the United States from not from Western Europe, but from Africa and Asia are bringing things with them, including tuberculosis. Uh, it's 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 coming back because of frankly, open borders, that's all. Um, so, Genius um, Joe, could some of that be from the illegals crossing into this country? Yes, you're exactly right. That's precisely, yep, absolutely what's going on. Um, oh, my goodness. Uh, Joe wants examples of healthcare professionals that are opposed to vaccinations. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. That's, uh, good Lord. Uh, there's so many. That, again, if, if you actually need me to give you uh, the – Joe, don't look up the word immunization. Look up the word vaccination and uh, doctors opposing vaccination. If you have any trouble, as I said, go to – contact me at my website. I'll send you as many as you want. I mean it's unbelievable. Uh, Yaakov says he feels he's a wolf in a human body. Um, maybe you need some um, assignment, reassignment surgery. Um, Yaakov uh, – um, dog, very, very, very poignant reminder. Uh, some people are old enough to remember advertisements in Life magazine that read, most doctors smoke Kent. <laughs> remember Kent cigarettes? And, uh, yep, that's what it is. Uh, Ron from Cleveland, the left's attempt to normalize the obscene and monetize those of us with traditional value. Yes, that's right. Talking about uh, 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 transgender, we'll talk about that. Um... Uh, the fund to pay for vaccine side effects is set up because in 86, federal government gave the vaccine makers immunity from lawsuits and prohibiting the injured parties from bringing suit. Most people don't know about the federal government slash fund. Also, this creates a moral hazard because vaccine makers have no incentive to make them safe from side effects. And they do have side effects. Not even It's, it's not even uh, – I mean this is not debatable. Joe, you, you really do need to look a bit deeper into it. Um, Yaakov uh, – all right. All right um, uh, um, Bob says, cut and chop and slice and dice all you want. A DNA test would still say he's a male. Afraid so. That's true. Um, uh, okay. All right. Well, that takes us up to there. All right. So, um, so what is the you know, why you know the left jumps onto certain causes? Okay, and uh, this one 
is a cause of the left. You would have thought, would you not have said, you know what, this is immaterial. I mean, there are there are people who do all kinds of things. This is not newsworthy. And yes, it is it is a celebrity, but even so, just in terms of public health, in terms of not encouraging children to start thinking thinking that uh, their little girls are really little boys and little boys are really little girls. Uh, to avoid all that, let's not publicize this stuff. But no, he's a hero, a hero. Why? Why is it that somebody who, I don't know how to put this politely because I, I do know people who um, have felt uh, incredible depression, psychological pain um, at feeling that they are a different gender in the wrong body. I understand that people suffer in this way. I do understand that. Nonetheless, um, the, the notion that instant happiness comes to people who go through gender change surgery is simply not borne out by the facts. So, uh, so we, we still have to ask ourselves, why is this uh, turned into something so heroic. Why does the left lionize Jenna and and by the by the by the way anyone else who goes through why what is that all about? Well, I want to give you my theory and listen to yours as soon as we come back. Uh, Producer Rebel is out tonight. Uh, her mom isn't well, and uh, we wish her a speedy recovery and uh, and a safe return. But meanwhile, we're lucky enough to have producer Jessica with us this evening. So, uh, producer Jessica, quick break, play us some fun music, and uh, I will be back in just a few moments. slots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time (gasps) no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. (laughs) 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, I miss him so much. Oh, Daniel, my brother, you are older than me. Do you still feel the pain? Of the scars that won't heal, your eyes have died. You see more. So again, just I mean, just in case there are some of you who who are not in the picture on on some of this uh, vaccination stuff, um, you might be interested. Check the New York Times on the 11th of May, uh, just a little under a month ago. New York Times had a story: Mexico vaccinations suspended after infant deaths. Okay, the uh, Mexico's public health system has totally suspended the infant vaccination program uh, to begin an investigation. And um, and that's the New York Times. And, uh, you know, one can really look into this. Um, You can look to see that uh, there's a 75 cent tax on every dose of vaccine that goes into a multi-billion dollar fund because there are so many people who uh, are having problems with it. Um, so it, it's really, um, you know, it's, bleh. it's, it's pretty, 
it's pretty difficult. Um, it's 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 pretty difficult to deny that we have a real problem. A real problem with vaccinations. Um, okay. I want to give you my email address if uh, if any of you want to connect with me directly by email. It's radiorabbi at rabbidaniellappin.com. Radiorabbi at rabbidaniellappin.com. Radiorabbi, rabbidaniellappin.com. Okay? So just as you were, so as you were aware of that, um, then um, I also want to tell you that uh, I have a bestseller book out. My most recent book is called Business Secrets from the Bible, and it's 40 spiritual secrets for financial abundance. And it basically takes uh, 40 principles that uh, my people, that Jews have used for centuries to succeed disproportionately with money and uh, make it available for everybody. Well, this book is now half price on my website. Got it? Half price. Um, graduation, gifts, somebody entering, starting a career, starting to work, you need this book. Anybody who is planning or hoping to uh, increase their revenue, increase their earning power, you need that. So it's on. It's half price uh, for listeners to the show today and uh, tonight. Go to the website youneedarabbi.com www.youneedarabbi.com you'll discover on the homepage you'll discover that you can read about the book if you don't know anything about it business secrets from the bible but you'll see it right there at half price so um, i think you would be uh, you would you would be well served to be aware of that i think all right so wanted you to know about that and uh, I gave you my email address so as you can email me. And um, uh, I'm just looking at the – before I carry on. Um, <clears> hmm. <throat> Yeah, no, this uh, this 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 vaccine thing is a massive. Uh, it's a massive uh, topic, and it's a freedom issue. Now, one of the ways the left, uh, one of the ways the left always manages to undermine freedom, is by turning these things into public issues. So, for instance, um, secondhand smoke, which I presume you all already know, is a crock. This idea that by being in a room when someone else is smoking somehow is the equivalent of smoking and it's going to cause you disease. I mean, it's a total crock. And, uh, but nonetheless, at that point, anybody who smokes can no longer say, well, it's my body, it's my lungs, I can do what I like. No, you're injuring others. You see, well, the line with vaccinations is exactly the same. Not just your children. You're endangering all the children your children will play with. Okay, look, um, it's terrible. But um, Dog says on the chat room, Rabbi, I spent this week researching movie plots, and you're correct. The bad guy is almost always a capitalist. Oh, yeah, always. Um, and it's it's not it's not surprising at all. Um, some of the... Uh, uh, people in Hollywood, I've actually heard say it's one group that everybody hates and they don't have a defense league. You know, we we can't 
pick on Arabs anymore or Muslims because we'll have CARE, Council on American-Islamic Relations. They'll be right after us. You certainly can't pick on Jews. You know what will happen then. Uh, you certainly can't pick on blacks. So if you want to make somebody the the violent criminals in America on primetime television and in movies, your best group. Now, for a number of years, you might remember there was a Mel Gibson uh, movie where they made uh, the bad guys a bunch of South Africans before the end of apartheid, before Nelson Mandela was released. So everyone loved to hate South Africans. So that was good. Um, Nazis, amazingly enough, are still popular. Uh, Tom Clancy's book. Um, he's got a book where uh, Muslim terrorists smuggle a bomb, funnily enough, into Baltimore. Well, when they made the movie, they didn't. It was no longer Muslim terrorists. It was Nazi. <laughs> it was Nazi terrorists. <laughs> um, but who can you safely, uh, who can you safely pick on and and sort of turn into the villain of every piece of entertainment? Uh, business people, people who try to make people who try to build businesses. That's how it works. Who else can you pick on? Christians, heterosexuals, and men in general, says Yaakov. Uh, some, oh, thank you, Bert. Yes, I, uh, Bert gave me the, the title, the, the, the Tom Clancy book and the movie of the same name. Some of All Fears was what it was, where the movie people flagrantly rewrote the book and made the villains uh, something completely, completely different from what um, Tom Clancy himself said. Okay. All right, so uh, I'd love your reaction to my theory as to why the left falls in love with gender reassignment people, transsexuals, transgenderites. I don't even know what exactly they want to be called. That keeps changing. I don't care. But um, and and I said, look, I I understand. I understand this pain. And if I was in any way convinced that this surgery instantly turns them into happy, fulfilled calm people, I'd really think differently about it. But uh, all the evidence points in the other direction. So I'm, I'm not. I, I, and, and secondly, I also am uh, disturbed by anything that distorts language. So this idea that you can convert a man into a woman, um, I'm sure it, it appeals to, to the hubris of the medical community. I'm, how wonderful. Look at what we can do. Uh, we, we can repair somebody's if somebody is born with one leg longer than the other, well, we can make both legs the same size. I mean, that's that's pretty remarkable. But why stop there? If somebody's born a man, they think they're a woman. We can change that as well. How wonderful is all that? So I understand how appealing it is for the uh, the medical community. I really get that. Don't worry. I really do get that. Uh, but it's a distortion of language because as somebody pointed out in the chat room, uh, the DNA will show that um, – Bruce or Caitlin is a man. No matter what happens, if he removes his penis, if he grows breasts, if he gets his facial hair, goes away, all of that, still not going to make any difference. Still a man. Uh, a somewhat mutilated man, but a man nonetheless. The idea that he's changed into a woman, I personally find to be a uh, disturbing uh, flexibility of language. And I think that, that's a big problem. So, uh, um, Joe has another medical piece of information. Look, I'm not, I'm not going to give this to you as a fact, although I, I, uh, I will check into it, but, um, 
but I will tell you that uh, somebody on the chat room says 50% of people with sex change operations commit suicide. I do know that the very first sex change was done by a Dr. Money on two young boys. Uh, one certainly, maybe his brother as well. I don't quite remember. Uh, what happened is um, the boy had a botched circumcision and no, he wasn't Jewish. Um, and uh, he, he, the they brought the, the boy to the doctor, the young child. And, the, and Dr. Money at the time said, look, you know, rather than try to fix the penis, let's just remove it, raise him as a girl and he, never tell him. He'll never know the difference. She'll be, he'll become a she. Everything will be fine. And that was the very first time it happened. And that was the first uh, sex change operation. Um, and this, that, that, that young man who was raised as a girl and realized in his teenage years that he wasn't and there was just something horribly wrong with him committed suicide. His brother did as well. So, um, um, so that's – what is that? Oh, wait, wait a second. Um, oh, interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. There's something in the chat room about care. Um, and I, I, I don't want to, I'm not going to read it out because again, I would want to, um, check that to know that it's absolutely right. Anyways. <clears throat> so what is the appeal? Why does the left absolutely love Bruce Jenner? Why does it love transgenderism? I mean, it, it almost caught on quicker than homosexuality did. Wouldn't you agree? Wouldn't you agree that, uh, homosexuality took more years to sort of become acceptable. I actually have a copy of Newsweek. You remember that magazine? Newsweek from 1993, first uh, year of the Clinton presidency, where Bill Clinton is coming out in favor of homosexuality. And he's saying, look, I don't know why the conservatives are worried. It's not as if we're pushing for homosexual marriage. We're not. We just want equal rights for homosexuals. <laughs> 1993. He tried to placate the country by saying, hey, we're not saying they should be able to marry. Well, of course, that's exactly what they were saying. And, you know, it took a few years and and look at it today. We're almost at the point where any remarks hostile to the act of homosexuality between men uh, will be constituting uh, hate speech and capable of being prosecuted. I fully expect that to, to become a reality. But look how quickly the love affair with sex change has struck America. Why? So um, I, uh, I would like to give you my theory. And here it is. My theory is that the primary... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Subconscious obsession with the left is hostility 
to the God of Christianity and Judaism and his message to mankind in the form of the Bible. That's what I think. And um, since one of the most fundamental dichotomies in the Bible is male and female, and that is so fundamental to a Judeo-Christian view of the answer to the question of how did people arrive on this planet, and Judaism and Christianity says it's easy. Um, a good and loving God created human beings in his image in the form of man and woman. And that constitutes a thorn in the side of the left. And subconsciously, I grant you, for most people, but nonetheless, it stimulates a deep desire to liberate themselves, to free themselves from this divine edict of thou shalt be whatever thou was born. If thou was born with ovaries, thou ist a woman, whether you like it or not. And if thou was born with a penis, thou is a man. And the left doesn't like any thous. No thou shalt or thou shalt not. It's nothing like that at all. So along uh, comes the Bible. And it's, those of you who happen to be uh, Bible enthusiasts will know what I'm talking about. Those of you who are not, um, you can take it from me as a fact that in the Bible, um, there is a rule against cross-dressing. There's a rule against men wearing cl women at clo women's clothing, women wearing men's clothing. Okay, it's one of the reasons that um, that uh, you will find very often that religious folks, Jews and Christians, uh, prefer women wearing dresses rather than pants. So my six daughters, for instance, um, wear dresses. Now, when you know, when might they make an exception? Sometimes when we're boating and uh, you're climbing in and out of little inflatable dinghies. And let's just say that the cause of female modesty would be set back a decade uh, if you try and do all that in a skirt or a dress. So, you know, that's when they would reasonably wear uh, jeans or pants or pants or whatever. But ordinarily, they do prefer wearing dresses rather than pants. Okay, why is it? Well, um, because the... Uh, what what the reason that pants are seen as less modest than dresses is for the very simple reason that um, a V shape focuses the eye on the vertex of the V, right? The structure of the letter V just draws the eye to the point of intersection of the V. And I'm sure you can see where we're going with this. And so it is um, perfectly obvious that, and I mean, I think you all, right, you've all, uh, you are all aware. I, I want to try and put this as delicately as I can, while at the same time, I convey to you a, a, a timeless truth, something that's real. Um, a, a, a man can be at the beach and see uh, a thousand women running around in brief bikinis, okay? And, you know, I mean, it's uh, obviously he's going to look. This is eye candy deluxe. But what happens 
if he's then sitting on the subway and sitting opposite him is a woman in a short skirt and his eyes are absolutely drawn to her legs and he cranes his neck and distorts his seating position in the hope of getting a glimpse of her underwear, which is weird, is it not? Because at the beach where he just was, he saw thousands of women's bikinis. But now, since that bikini is, if you like, covered by a dress and he sees her legs, his eyes are drawn inexorably. He can't he can't help himself but wanting to see where the legs meet. It's just a just a reality. And so um and so women in pants focus attention, not intentionally, I'm not saying they're they're doing it deliberately or anything, but just by the the, the fact that God created women as irresistible, beguiling creatures uh, that that attract men irresistibly. When a woman is wearing a pair of pants, what happens is that uh, uh, the the male eye is drawn inexorably and almost irresistibly to the point of intersection of her legs, at which point he begins to fantasize and daydream. Uh, ladies, um, I hope I'm not shattering any lo- – I mean, I feel bad about this just a little bit. Ladies, I mean, I'm, I'm not – I hope I'm not telling you something you didn't know or didn't realize. I mean, I'm sure you did. And so uh, this is one of the reasons that a lot of people, a lot of women, prefer dresses rather than uh, than pants. It's also one of the reasons that women in the royal family of England are almost never see. Well, today it's changed a little bit, but used to. I mean, Queen Elizabeth II, I don't believe, has ever been seen or photographed riding astride a horse with her legs open. And it's why women in England, the the British aristocracy, women ride side saddle, okay? Because once again, it allows them to keep their legs together and allows them to wear a dress instead of pants. Okay, I'm 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 telling you true things, uh, even if they're a bit um, difficult to deal with. But anyway, there we are. It is so. Uh, uh, so uh, what I what I want to do now is, uh, if you don't mind, I want to take another break, and uh, and that means producer Jessica, we are uh, over to you, and we are going to uh, turn to you to uh, give us a little break and give us some music again. So uh, give me a chance to uh, wet the whistle and uh, and uh, restore my throat. Pick up again in just a minute. Don't go away. And sing a simple song of freedom Sing it like you've never sung before Let it fill the air Tell the people it and everywhere We the people here don't want war Hey there, Mr. Black Man, can you hear me? 
Oh, here's uh, Alina. Very nice. Dear Rabbi, I really enjoy listening to you. You tell it like it is. I also watch you and Susan on TCT. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Susan and I do a daily television show on the TCT network. If you're interested in seeing that, by the way, and you don't get it uh, on your cable uh, service, just go online. Go to tct.tv. That's like Tri-Cities Television, TCT, tct.tv, and you'll get to the homepage of the TCT network. And then they have a watch on demand section. Just look up Ancient Jewish Wisdom with Rabbi Daniel Lappin, and there's a fresh show every single day. 
Um, and uh, Alina enjoys watching that. And and so do a lot of people. And we certainly enjoy, enjoy making it. Um, Ron from Cleveland says, I discovered the rabbi on the Glenn Beck show. Been a fan ever since. Thank you, Ron. And you know what? I'll be with Glenn again this coming week. Um, as a matter of fact. Yeah, go on it. Um, okay, we got a we got a caller right now, 313 area code. Go ahead and uh, start talking. I'm listening to you. Hello? All right, maybe you're just listening. Maybe you're not. Maybe you didn't call in to talk. All right, fine. Never mind. Well, um, uh, that's that's also just fine. But um, um, so Ron says he discovered me on the Glenn Beck show, which is very nice. That's wonderful. I'm going to be with Glenn in uh, in Dallas this coming week. So I believe I'm going to be on the show on the Glenn show. I think Wednesday night. This this Wednesday night, I do believe I'm going to be on the uh, on Glenn Beck's TV show. And I do believe that I will be on the Thursday morning radio show. So those of you who, who do listen to Glenn uh, will be together then. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Dog and Ron are recalling a show I did on Glenn Beck once about the Baal, which I really ought to do on the radio show sometime. I really have to talk about that. And um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, just, I'm looking at the, the chat room. Okay, Brian knows who I am now. Great, that's terrific. Um, thank you very much indeed. Yes, the website is youneedarabbi.com. That is my website, and it's also where, by the way, right now you will find my best-selling book, Business Secrets from the Bible, which are essentially 40 strategies that everybody can employ to increase you their income. And um, and they are, agree, frankly, strategies that Jews have used for centuries. Everybody knows Jews are good with money. Classes, it's not because they eat uh, chicken soup or uh, smoked salmon. No, it's not because they're circumcised, because I realized that if that was the secret, many men would prefer poverty. No, it's not that either. Um, it's a set of biblical principles that... Uh, that that get integrated into uh, day-to-day life. I'll I'll tell you one of them right away, uh, and that is that. Uh, oh, look at this. Bob says. Bob says, as a new transplant into Dallas from the Bay Area, I hope to make it to your talk this Sunday. Yeah, I'm speaking twice on Sunday morning at New Beginnings Church in Bedford. Uh, which is in Dallas, just near DFW Airport. Bob, if you're there, you must come up and say hello. I would love to uh, to to meet any listeners. So please, if any of you are in the Dallas area, absolutely Dallas area this Sunday morning. I'm speaking at New Beginnings Church. If you if you ever want to check up where I'm speaking or where I'm appearing, just go to my website and uh, you'll find a tab there. You'll find a thing there that says uh, my appearances, and there's a whole list of not only everywhere I'm going to be speaking, but everywhere I have been speaking as well. So you can always find out where I'm going to be and Dallas this coming Sunday morning and then uh, with Glenn Beck on Wednesday and uh, and then uh, we'll be together on Thursday evening. Okay, that's that's the situation for now. So uh, my, my belief is that the left is subconsciously preoccupied with undermining biblical values. And uh, since so much of 
the foundational approach of the Bible is based on on male-female dichotomy. It seems to me that that is like the last the last boundary. It's the it's the last area where the left says, okay, now we have to undermine this as well. Um, we've we've undermined the central idea of private property and wealth creation, which is biblical, and we've made that bad. We've we, we've replaced God with government. Okay, good. We're making great progress. We really are turning America into a uh, into a uh, socialist. Uh, government-run tyranny. That's what we're doing. And the last obstacle is, uh, the last obstacle to making faith completely irrelevant is male-female differences. Because take a look, where's the last vestige of male-female differences? Um, It's pretty much the church. I mean, that's kind of where it is. That's kind of where you find women being women and men being men. But if, if you take a look at liberal bastions of America, uh, the the differences are being eroded dramatically, and homosexuality is just one way of eroding the differences. And if the Bible prohibits male homosexuality, why liberalism must be in favor of it? And if the Bible uh, reinforces the reality of male and female he created them, why liberalism has to undermine that too? It, it's very, very straightforward. I am utterly persuaded that the, uh, the left's embrace of... Uh, of same gender bathrooms, of uh, of um, uh, what what was it called one uh, you know bathrooms that serve everybody. The left's love of uh, dormitories where men and women are in the same place together. All of that is designed to desensitize men and women to one another. That's that's the plan. God created a world in which men and women are delightfully different, and that sexual tension is is what drives not only the creation of families, but frankly also economic ambition. The truth is, and if you think about this for a moment, if there were – I'm not saying guys wouldn't compete. I'm not saying guys wouldn't try and build businesses and make money if there were no women around. They would, but not to the same extent. I do believe that if um, if if every man were castrated, I think economic productivity would slide close to a standstill. I think that uh, if there were no women around, I think men would not work anywhere near as hard as they do, not even close. So that is that is my take on uh, on the transgender situation. I'm not saying people shouldn't be able to do it. I feel sorry for folks who are in that fix, uh, and they should be able to do whatever they want, free country. But all I'm talking about is why is the left so obsessed with transgenderism? Why was San Francisco one of the first places in the country to ensure that city employees could have transgender operations at city expense? Any wonder that San Francisco is bankrupt? So actually was, but saved by the influx of um, high tech. And the San Francisco politicians pretend to be highly bothered by the fact that rising home prices are forcing out the middle class. Oh, it's a tragedy. Truth is, they're as delighted as could be because tax revenues uh, for the city have been shooting up. Um, it's, a, it's a sort of a mixed bag in that sense, really. So um, 
Deanne says in the chat room, fact that married men earn more than single men. You're absolutely right. So much so that the Department of uh, the U.S. Department of Labor Statistics actually makes the point that poverty is not a racial condition in America. In other words, people think poverty is uh, is a black problem. Wrong. It's a singleness problem. The poorest people in America are single males. Even single women do okay. So much so, by the way, that on average through the country, what do you say to this? Single black, excuse me, single black women make more money than single black men. No, of course they do. That's not what I wanted to say. What I wanted to say is that single black women make more money than single white men. Singleness for men is a catastrophe, an absolute catastrophe. You want you want a roadmap to uh, to give your sixteen year old son to uh, to financial success? Finish high school, get a job, deliver more than you asked for, get married, and stay married. That's all you have to do to be on the escalator to success in America. Finish high school, get a job, deliver more than you're asked for, get married, and stay married. You're on the road to success. You've got nothing to worry about. That's all you got to do. Everybody understands the relationship between marriage and economic success. Um. Joe kindly says, yes, Rabbi, but all is not lost. We need to have people like you and those who follow you speak the truth. And uh, and there's so many. There are so many wonderful people speaking the truth. There really are uh, lots and lots and lots of them. Um, some of the people who spoke the truth and sacrificed for the truth uh, were the folks who stormed ashore onto the beaches of Normandy 71 years ago this Saturday. Two days' time, Saturday. 71st anniversary of D-Day. And um, and I'm immensely moved. I always, every, every D-Day, I'm not going to do it on Saturday this year, but uh, I might do it Saturday night. Every D-Day, uh, I invite some people over and I play the movie called The Longest Day. I think it's one of the best, if not the, I think it is the best movie about D-Day ever made. The Longest Day. And um, it's a wonderful movie. Uh, I don't know if, if any if you haven't seen it yet, do yourselves a favor. Saturday, seventy first anniversary of D Day, rent yourself the longest day. You'll love it, and you'll be profoundly moved, and uh, and I think filled with exhilaration and optimism, because there are amazing people around. Um, Eric says. Uh, agreed, Rabbi. I was unmarried and shiftless for my th- first 32 years of life. Married 28 years with four kids. Some struggling, others not so, but we persevere. Love the insights. Um, get Eric, you and me, same thing. We were both married at the age of 32. Uh, yes, indeed. And um, and yes, I, I, I would say that uh, uh, there was no, there was absolutely no comparison to how hard I worked and how effectively I worked economically after I got married than, than before. Look, I, I'm, I'm not going to beat this horse. Every, everybody knows this very simple reality. And um, and marriage was on the minds of the men who came back from World War II at the end of the 40s and early 50s. And marry they did by the bazillion. 
and uh, and then they threw themselves into work, and they they are the ones who created a prosperous America. That's really where it came from. And you know who their kids were? Hippies. Their kids turned into hippies because their kids had all the benefits of financial security, leaving them leaving them somewhat diminished because if you don't have a job, if you don't have work to do, that doesn't make you a happy person. And I don't think hippies were happy people. They spoke about happiness and they spoke about laughter and they spoke about flowers in your hair, but I don't think it was a happy generation. And it's true, their, their parents were, were hard at work. Look, work is important. Do you know what makes me uh, smile with annoying condescension it even makes me a little sad when i hear people i hear men boasting oh i've never missed a ball game of my kids i always go to my kids ball games nothing is more important to me uh when when i die my tombstone's not going to say oh we spent another day in the office you know people this is like uh, one of the latest uh, ways of boasting it, it's a way of parading your moral superiority let me tell you the truth you're doing far more for your children, my friends. If you say to your kid, Johnny, I want to wish you luck in your ball game today. Uh, I hope you win. But more important than that, I hope you, you play in a sportsmanlike manner and you play honorably, delivering your best, being willing to lose with grace. That's what I hope. Wish I could be there, but I've got to go to work because I have to make money for our family. And I know that you'll understand that. That lesson you're teaching your kids, my friends, is far, far greater and far, far more important than sitting in the stands gabbing with the other stupid parents who went, who left work in order to be at the ball game. What, what awkward display of misplaced love is it? Like it's, it's unbelievably narcissistic to, to assume that somehow you're doing something incredibly valuable by abandoning work and going to your kid's ball game. Oh, what a hero you are. Oh, you are truly morally superior. I gaze up at you with futile admiration. Oh, my goodness. No, it's complete rubbish. Uh, complete rubbish. Go to work. It's what you're supposed to do. Make some money. Serve other people. And explain to your kid that you'll be really eager to watch highlights of the game that his mother filmed on her iPhone when you get home from work that evening. That's all you have to do. It's more than enough. That's, there's no question about it. But uh, yeah, uh, 71st anniversary, D-Day. It's uh, The movie is called The Longest Day. Do not miss it. Um, Angelina says, watched it years ago. John Wayne played in it, and you're absolutely right that he did. And uh, anything else there that I'm seeing? Okay, all you know, there's some specific questions that are asked to me. Um, Love the reflections on father and work. Your lessons have helped me gain a new appreciation for my own father, all of his sacrifices over the years. I only had my mom around because my dad worked so hard so she could be home when we were. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Explain to Johnny, you know, mommy is coming to your game. You know why? 
because I'm at the office, because I'm at the factory, because I'm in my delivery truck. That's why. Kids learn so much more. That, that's a valuable lesson. Oh, I would never miss one of my children's ball games. Oh, you poor pathetic creature. Oh, terrible. But yes, that's that is what people say. It's it's really dumb. Um, so uh, oh 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 uh, Terry, go ahead and post that in the chat room. Absolutely, don't hesitate. Go right for it. Um, uh, Terry has just sent me a fantastic URL, um, and he's going to put it up in the chat room right now. You definitely, you definitely want to. Terry writes, didn't know if you'd mind if I post a URL in the chat, so I'm sending this via email. So this Terry sent this to Rab, uh, Radio Rabbi at rabbidaniellappin.com. He says, don't, I didn't know if you'd mind if I post a URL in chat. No, I don't mind at all, as long as as long as it's uh, you know something good and okay. So uh, he's sending it via email. I've been monitoring this incredible Osprey Eagle Nest cam this afternoon. Eggs are soon to hatch. And I know what you're talking about. I watched one last year, and this is exactly the right time of the year to watch. Please, please put it up there. Um. I love the show when I get to listen. Good to hear. I have a chance to catch you daily on TCT television. I purchased your book this evening. Thanks for the discount. And that's from uh, Terry, a cradle Catholic who's almost given up on the church. Now, you don't want to give up on the church. Look, I will tell you this, that uh, uh, I I feel sorry for my Roman Catholic friends because I do understand that that, that the Pope is the Holy Father. But I got to tell you something, and unless unless there's a whole lot that I don't get, I'm very disappointed in this pope. I I think that he is an economic ignoramus, and uh, I think he's substituting socialism for faith. I really do. But um, but you know what? Popes have come, popes have gone. There've been good popes, there've been bad popes. The Roman Catholic Church remains a massive force for good in the world. Um. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, and I got it. I got it. Uh, okay. Oh, how? Oh, my goodness. Okay. So, Deanne, who is actually really somebody else, and I, I now know who it is, um, posted that a care official, I referred earlier to uh, the um, uh, Council on American Islamic Relations, and uh, here's, here's the story. Um, oh, my. Um, <laughs> Ahmad Salim is the Orlando Regional Director of the Council on American Islamic Relations. He's, uh, he's just been caught in a sting trying to get involved with a 12 year old girl who actually turned out not to be a 12 year old school girl, but a squad of FBI officers. And um, so there he is. Uh, oh boy, terrible. Awful. Okay, here is something that I wanted to tell you about. Um, do you remember last week? And I just I want you to remember, and I want you to realize that you hear things first on this show. So just remember when things happen. Just remember you heard it here first. Just remember to tell your friends. I knew this already because I listened to the Rabbi Daniel Lappin show. What am I talking about? Well, uh, do you remember that last week I spoke about the Cessnas? Okay, I spoke about a fleet of well over 100 Cessnas that not only does the Justice Department own, not only are they flying surveillance, but they're doing it secretively. 
that's the part that bothered me. If uh, if the Justice Department said, you know what, because of terrorism, because of crime, we need the FBI to fly um, light aircraft at 5,000 feet in circular patterns over um, Minnesota, Seattle, Atlanta, Baltimore. That's what we need. You know what I would have said? More power to you. Guys, do whatever you got to do. But they've concealed it. They hid the ownership of these planes in dummy corporations instead of registering them simply to, to the Justice Department like all their other airplanes. They've got plenty of airplanes. But this fleet of light aircraft have been outfitted with certain surveillance equipment. And uh, I don't know this for a fact. My belief is that they carry stingrays, which are essentially little miniature cell phone towers that fool everybody's phone underneath into registering in and basically supplying all their information. That's what I think is happening in the skies over our head. And I don't believe it has to do with uh, terror or crime. I think it has to do with government's insatiable appetite for power. So um, Maya writes in to me, listen, listen to this. Now, Maya gave his last name, and so I know exactly who he is. Maya was actually a member of my synagogue when I was a, a rabbi of, of a wonderful synagogue called Pacific Jewish Center in uh, Los Angeles, California, actually in Venice near the beach. Uh, Maya was actually a member there and uh, a good friend. Uh, Maya now lives in Southern California, and here's what he writes. Dear Rabbi, I did enjoy your talk last Thursday regarding the black Cessnas. I didn't say they were black. I, I made a comparison with the black helicopters. But anyway, you know what I mean. Interestingly, just yesterday, Lou Dobbs on Fox Business Channel television discussed at length the use of these Cessnas. Apparently, your spark triggered a full report. With much respect, Maya T. And... Uh, Okay, so here's the thing. I, I'm not going to say that Lou Dobbs did the story because I did. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that I was onto it several days before anybody else was. No, I wouldn't say anybody else. Um, but I have wonderful sources. Praise the Lord. I have wonderful sources. Thanks. If any of you are listening, you know who you are. Thank you very much. I get a lot of information that I shouldn't get. I get a lot of information that uh, is given to me by people who know of my discretion and they know that, uh, that you could pull my fingernails out and I wouldn't tell you who supplied me with that information. But uh, last week when I spoke about the Cessnas, I'm sure most of you, if not all of you, had never heard about it till I spoke about it. I'm sure some of you said uh, impossible, impossible, paranoia. Definitely conspiracy complex. Anyway, they're absolutely true. They are real. And remember, you did hear about them first from me. Okay. All right with that. All right. Um, okay. Um, all right. So moving, moving right along. Um, there is a online petition to have Yogi Berra get America's highest civilian award, the Presidential Medal of Freedom, and uh, I, I think there's good. I think there's 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 reason to believe that um, it's got to get a hundred thousand electronic signatures by June the eighth 
that's four days time just to get the attention of the White House. So uh, if you're interested, just go on online and look for the petition to have Yogi Berra get a Medal of Freedom. Why Why do I even think about? Well, um, first of all, um, he... Uh, um, he he was a he was a great player. He was the greatest catcher in history. He really was. And then, of course, as you know, he managed the Mets for a while. And um, and by the way, when uh, this is in back in '73, when things were going bad for the Mets during the summer, they were in the final place of the division. I mean, they were really at the bottom of the division. Fans were crazy. Everybody was mad about it. And that, by the way, that was when Yogi Berra famously said, it ain't over till it's over. And uh, you will remember, those of you who are baseball fans, you'll remember that the Mets actually did get their act together and they ended up winning the National League Championship and uh, beating the Cincinnati Reds in the playoffs that year. Um, he, um, he, uh, he, some of his famous say, <laughs> Yogiisms, oh, you know all these things, right? Uh, when you come to the fork in the road, take it. Um, or about a restaurant, he used to say, nobody eats there anymore, it's too crowded. Or he said, it's deja vu all over again. Uh, he said, it's it's the future ain't what it used to be. Uh, and then he also said, I didn't really say everything I said. <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah, so look, I, I think there have been some unworthy Medal of Honor, Medal of Freedom winners, I've got to tell you. But uh, it's it, it, I'd, I'd be in favor of him getting a Medal of Freedom, sure. Absolutely. Why not? Um, okay. What else have I got uh, to tell you? Oh, we've got, is this a caller? 985, are you are you calling to talk to me or are you just lurking and listening? Caller, who've ju you've just dialed in, 985 area code. If you want to say something, now would be your best shot because otherwise I'm going back to uh, discuss something important. We're going to do that. All right. Well, before I do that, uh, let me again draw your attention to my website, okay? Because if don't, you know, don't don't leave this till tomorrow because you forget about it and then the sale will be over. But um, we uh, we had wanted to make it possible for everybody to be able to afford a copy of Business Secrets from the Bible, and uh, the reason is because. It makes available to people of every background the 40 most important spiritual strategies that have brought financial success to Jews, not just here in America, but um, in, in every country of the world that Jews have ever lived, and not only in good times, but in bad times as well. And, uh, and one of the things that uh, you, know, you have to know, just to give you an idea, um, you know, we are very much impacted by our belief system, Right. We very much by our beliefs in general. So everybody knows that if you just feel really negative about a sales call or a meeting or or some challenge you've got to do, you know, whether it's walking on a tightrope or what, whatever, if you're feeling really negative about it and you just don't feel that it's going to work, the odds are it won't. And that's not because you're being prophetic. It's because that negative feeling impacts how you're going to do it impacts dramatically what's going on and so uh, uh, this is one of the reasons that coaches are so necessary because what a coach does apart from everything he does in training the team uh, he also psychs the team up he also helps the team come to believe in its invincibility which is a crucial factor 
in uh, in winning at sports. And so it is also with um, uh, with business. If you believe in your heart, the propaganda that is being fed to mislead you by the administration, by the government, by popular culture, by politicians, that people who've made some money are bad, then you think to yourself, I don't want to be a bad person. I'm a good person. Therefore, that explains my poverty. The reason I'm struggling financially is because I'm so good. And then you are mired in financial stress forever. And one of the 40 secrets in my book, Business Secrets from the Bible, is how to overcome that, how to begin to understand that the very act of making money is in itself virtuous. Some people sometimes say to me, I I ask a question at seminars. I'm doing a business seminar for a company in Dallas on Monday. People, uh, so I say to people, you know, why, why do you want to be, why do you want to make a lot of money? And they say, so I can give it away for charity. And I say, you're saying that because you believe making money is evil and you've got to make up for it. You sort of got to fix the karma. You were, you were evilly making money, so you better give it away. I explain how if you never gave a penny of charity in your life, the very act of making the money in the first place is virtuous. And you've got to understand that. And I devote considerable effort to making sure you get it. And that you can wrap yourself around that and absorb it into your heart and into your mind. Because once you do that, you throw yourself into the task of making money in a totally different way. So it's it's really, really, really important. I can't I can't stress that enough. So uh, if uh, if you do not have a copy of Business Secrets from the Bible, I don't care if you buy it from Amazon. I don't know how much they're selling it for on Amazon, but I know it's being sold for half price on my website at youneedarabbi.com, www.youneedarabbi.com. Uh, or if you don't remember that, then it's also rabbidaniellappin.com, same thing. And uh, there you will find the book for half price. I think it's about $18 or something like that. Uh, I think that sounds about right. And, um, and so literally for, for less than the cost of a few cups of coffee at, at, at a certain coffee chain whose name I won't mention because they don't advertise on this show, uh, you would be able to acquire something that can make a real difference in your ability to earn money. Um, some of you, when I said society, politicians, the government, everybody, and popular entertainment, by the way, everyone is joining this now that uh, that if you make money, you know, it's, you, you get too much, it's unfair, you're part of this bad 1% and you need to pay your fair. I mean, you've heard of all this. Well, take take the latest. Um, it, it's, it's pretty amazing. It's, it's pretty amazing. This was a speech that the president made um, at a poverty panel meeting last month where he says, um, if we cannot ask from society's winners to make an investment, okay, basically what he's saying is that um, uh, the word lottery is what he put in there. The president said, that we we should be able to ask society's lottery winners to pay a little bit more to help the losers. That's what he said. So think about what this means for a second. Think about what it means. Had the president just said, right, we should ask from society's winners, you know, I can sort of understand. But as soon as you say lottery winners, the president has 
stop being a leader is become a community organizer. Remember, the, the main job of community organizers is to rile people up, isn't it? It's to get the neighborhood worked up about something so they'll follow your, your leadership. And here that's what the president did as well. When he said we should be able to ask society's lottery winners to pay a little bit more, um, he has become sarcastic, has become uh, cutting about people who've made money. Winning a lottery does not make you worthy of respect. And something I've explained on the show many times is the reason I oppose gambling is because the only way to make money in gambling is to win at someone else's expense. There's a fixed pie. right? The reason you won the lottery is that a whole lot of people who bought tickets lost. And so it's an unworthy act. But that's not business. That's not the economy. When somebody studies their, their, their field, becomes skilled at it, and they put their time and they put their capital into it to meet needs of the market, they've worked very hard. They haven't just bought a lottery ticket. This disgusts me when, when he says things like this because it betrays his deepest beliefs to be nefarious and unworthy of a leader of America. Um, was it an unintentional slip? I don't think so. No, not at all. I think the president really believes that rich people just won the lottery. It, it gives you a window into how he thinks about wealth and poverty and injustice. And, um, and I don't know, that, you know, has there ever been another president who's had such a, a negative, sick view of American success? I don't think so. I really don't think so. I, you know, I don't think Woodrow Wilson called the Wright brothers lottery winners. The guys who invented aviation, lottery winners, or Thomas Edison who sat in his lab in New Jersey creating light bulbs, a lottery winner. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. It really is. And, and again, these things, he says these things and gets away with them. It's bizarre. Anyways, uh, quick break, my friends. Uh, producer Jessica, if you don't mind, um, throw some music at us for a little bit. I want to take a quick pause here and then back with more on the Rabbi Daniel Lappin show. Hang in right there, my friends. Quick break, and uh, we'll be right back.
Okay, um, producer Jessica, nice choice. I liked I liked that one, and uh, and um, I I hope everybody else did as well. Um, no, that was not Ella Fitzgerald. No, no, come on. Would somebody? No, that was not Ella Fitzgerald. Come on. No, that was. No. Somebody tell me. T- somebody tell me. Uh, who, who tell me which song that was? Um, come on, chat room. Help me out on that. Dinah, wasn't it Dinah Ross? Oh, Rita Franklin. That's right. It was Rita Franklin. Of course it was. That's right. Yeah, uh, that's exactly who it was. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Alina. That's that's right. That's that's exactly who it was. Yeah, of course. Um, okay, so. Uh, we uh, we did t- we touched on that, and I, I did want to um, discuss that. Uh, also, um, also wanted to speak. Okay, uh, Senator Brownback. Okay, very very interesting situation there. Um, so, um, Senator Brownback was. Um, uh, Okay, he's of course he's he's now not senator; he's a governor. So uh, I knew him when he was senator. I knew him when he was Protestant. If I'm not mistaken, Senator Brownback switched and became a Catholic, and he um, and and he just really has been a wonderful, wonderful uh, politician for for the state of Kansas. And uh, and what what he's been doing lately is um, he's been. Um, Hasn't been able to do quite as much as he wanted to do, but he's been doing major tax reductions. And he's been criticized so aggressively for the tax reduction. Oh, he's going to destroy the state's budget. And so they were really going for him. And uh, they tried very, very hard to knock him out last year. But uh, he won and his tax cuts took effect recently. Uh, he 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 smashed down income tax rates, uh, took away levies, and uh, he really launched a a very prosperous time for Kansas. So I just want you to know about this. Um, job growth in Kansas is now higher than almost anywhere else. Kansas, Nevada, Texas. I mean, that's it. Uh, the unemployment rate is almost non-existent in Kansas. Um, it's employment to population ratio above national average. And um, he just really, really doing well. So here's the great thing. Uh, and, and again, federalism, you know, he, the disturbing thing is the pressure of the federal government to take more and more control over the states. Why is this a problem? Because I love the idea of a country that is made up, that is essentially a laboratory. Every state can try its own way of doing things. And then every other state can watch and see and say, hey, that worked. We'll copy them. Oh, bad idea. Don't go there. It's a fantastic idea that every state can do its own thing. 
And of course, the federal government is stepping in, particularly now with policing. Uh, the Justice Department is essentially creating a national police force that everyone is going to have to run their police forces just the way justice out of Washington, D.C. says, from the smallest little little village police force, uh, you know, of a, of a cruiser and three cops, uh, all the way up to big city police forces. All of them are now going to become increasingly under justice. Um, education. There's no more experimental education in the States because everything's under Washington's Department of Education. And, um, and it's, it's really, really bizarre. And so the whole idea that the founders had that the federal system would allow states to be laboratories for policies just so we can see what works and what doesn't work. But um, the central government has done everything in its power to shatter that and to make it uh, to make it all the same so there can be no experimenting and and i think it's deliberate by the way because um experimenting in conservative states undermines what the government dreams of for everywhere else see the government's got this idea that that they the same folks who cannot run the veterans administration the irs the tsa the post office, for heaven's sake. Or how about Amtrak? Well, guess what? The folks who are making a mess of the Veterans Administration and the post office and Amtrak and the TSA and the IRS, and not to mention uh, the NSA, those guys, guess what? They're going to do medicine right. Health, they got down. That's going to work. Like, at what point... Do people recover their sanity? At what point do Americans say, whoa, no, not, no, government can't, we got to have the government doing less than they're doing, not more than they're doing? No. So uh, just be aware that uh, Kansas is doing great, absolutely terrific, but, uh, but of course you're not supposed to notice that at all. Not supposed to notice that. Um, I also, let's see, I wanted to tell you what else. I had a few things I wanted you to know about. And um, uh, yeah, here we go. Okay. Sorry, I've just been trying to catch up with the uh, chat room as well. Which, very lively chat room, by the way. Very lively. You definitely want to be aware of that. Um, I did, I, I told you, I, I did touch on the, the rise of disability in America. Uh, government employees lead the pack. So you should know that now at, out of your tax money, the federal government is spending more money every year on payments for disability, people who, who've quit working, than it spends on food stamps and all of welfare combined. And it's amazing. Uh, the reason I even mention it is because it's obvious and, and well-known. Listen, that, that there is tremendous scamming. Basically, the idea is that uh, you find a uh, tame judge who will uh, support your disability claim, which means you basically get your same salary you always got, except you no longer have to work. What fun is that? Listen to a... Um, Listen to a script from Hale County, Alabama. Hale County, Alabama, one in four working 
adults is on one in four working age adults is on disability. What do you say to that? So um, they went down to take a look at Hale County, Alabama, where 25% of working age adults are on disability. It's, it's like a miracle. How does this happen there? On the day that government checks come in every month, banks stay open late. Main Street fills up with cars. Sonny Ryan, he's a retired judge. He described one exchange he had with a man who was on disability but looked healthy. Just out of curiosity, what is your disability, the judge asked from the bench. I have high blood pressure, the man said. So do I, the judge said. Anything else? I have diabetes. So do I, said the judge. See, the thing is, there isn't a diagnosis for something called disability. You don't go to the doctor and have the doctor say, well, we've run the tests and we've done uh, the examination. I'm afraid I have to tell you, you got disability. It's so squishy that you can end up with one person with high blood pressure who's labeled disabled, no longer has to work, gets all his money. Somebody else has exactly the same blood pressure and he works. Um, so, uh, somebody, uh, so then they, they investigated more of the people. So one uh, in Hale County, a lot of the people who are on disability have back pain. They say, look, my, my back sore. Now, I don't know about you, but I mean, every, you know, certain number of days a month, my back hurts. You know, it may have been how I was sitting at my desk and maybe I, I lifted something badly when I was getting my bags off a carousel at an airport. Who knows? But everybody has times of back pain. Right. But what, what you may not know is you could actually go on disability with that. All you need is um, you've got to know how to do it. You've got to know how to scam the system. So you've got millions of people around the country who have asthma and diabetes and blood pressure and back pain, go to work every single day. But you've got other people with fewer symptoms who get themselves disability rulings. And, um, and there it is, you know, it's exploited beyond belief. In, and it, it, what's so damaging about it is that it makes working Americans feel like suckers. So, um, It's, it's really bad. Really, really bad. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just looking at it. It's just a lot of the stuff. Anyways, bottom, bottom line is that, uh, you know, you should just be aware that, um, that the number of people is growing day by day. Number of people on going on disability, it's a massive problem. A really, really, really big problem. Um, then there is another story. Now, this story is out of Israel. And again, um, it's so wild as to make me a little suspicious, but I've tried to verify it, and verifying is showing up. It, the verification is showing up. So this might be one of those things that, um, that you're going to hear more and more about in the future, and you are going to say, oh, I heard it first from the rabbi. But that is that, um, uh, particularly in our in Albania and in the former Yugoslavia, uh, Muslims 
have been, um, how do I put this without sounding absolutely gross, basically harvesting organs from Christians and selling them in Germany. So there have been people who have been getting organ transplants in Germany, paying up to 100,000 uh, euros for them. And the uh, they are buying them from Muslim murderers who've been killing Christian captives and selling their organs. I know this sounds bizarre. It sounds crazy. But uh, I wouldn't be at all surprised if in the days and weeks ahead – you start hearing that some of ISIS funding is coming from this source, that ISIS is actually harvesting organs from Christians that they execute. And again, you know, uh, it's clear the Chinese have gone through period. They may be doing it now. I don't know for sure, but they there's no question that they have been doing it. There are times they've done it. No question about that. But it does seem as if um, Muslims are um, harvesting organs from uh, – uh, from Christians that they're executing. So just want you to to know about that. It's grisly and horrible, but I've, I was able to do enough verification so that I don't feel irresponsible um, telling you about that. I do think it's important to know. So uh, uh, we've got to be aware of that. And I also, let me just spend a, a quick moment, if you don't mind. I did want to know a little bit about what else is on the um, on the chat room, and, uh, and I'm sorry about this. I know it's got to be annoying for you when I do this because you can tell that I'm 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 actually reading, and and I am. Um, oh, so there's there's quite a lot of information people have on on disability, which is interesting. I do want to. Uh, oh my, oh my. There's there's quite a lot of information there. Yikes. Um, <laughs> wow. Oh dear! All right, yes, there's 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 valuable stuff on on the chat room, and uh, and I find it I find it very useful actually. All right, okay, that that is helpful. Um, oops, 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 oops. Okay, so um, Regulations been piling on, more and more regulations piling on to Americans. Um, it is ever so much more difficult to start a business today than it used to be. It's a mess, absolute mess today. Uh, and particularly under the last seven years of the Obama administration, getting approval to build anything is, is almost impossible, including, by the way, things that you'd think that the uh, administration once built. For instance, there is a $3 billion project, a $3 billion project called the Trans-West Express, which is a power line bringing 3,000 megawatts of electricity generated by wind. The left loves that. From uh, Wyoming, uh, the, the, the line runs from the wind farm in Wyoming to uh, nearly 2 million homes and businesses between Las Vegas and San Diego. It's a big deal. And so the project would deliver on things that Obama has, has said are his priorities, renewable power, job creation, et cetera, et cetera. And so in 2011, after this project had already been languishing for years, um, since oh, about 2006, finally after five years of that, in 2011, 
uh, Obama, the White House, named it one of seven projects that must be fast-rooted, fast-tracked through the, the, the permitting process. It's now 2015, four years down the road, and it's still no closer to being built. It's amazing. So if you want to build a factory or, or anything, it's got to be reviewed by a, a million federal agencies, the Environmental Protection, the Forest Service, the Interior, the U.S. Corps, Corps of Engineers, Bureau of Land Management. Uh, there are so many different jurisdictions that have to rule on your, on your permit approval that in the final analysis, because there is no single authority, there's no boss saying, okay, let's shepherd this thing through. Guys, you've got two days to approve it or tell me why it's not being approved. You don't have that. The stuff just sits around. And federal employees are not the hardest working people in the world. And so uh, uh, to, we are stymied in America, my friends, today. We are paralyzed into complete immobility. Because even if a project actually gets permits, lawsuits – from the Sierra Club or whoever can still hold things up for years. It's a mess. It's an absolute mess. So um, this is just one of the many problems we have. By the way, this stuff also got worse under President Bush, George W. I'm sorry to say. Just it, We really, we, we just did not do well under George W. Bush, I'm afraid. We just didn't. And I'm, I'm only worried, I'm only worried that the 2016 election, I don't get delighted when I hear that there are 12 Republicans running. Uh, I, I, it doesn't make me thrilled because I'm worried they're going to beat each, each other up while the Democrats laugh all the way to victory. It, it's bothersome to me. It really is. And uh, you want to hear a really far-fetched strategy? No, it's not far-fetched. I'm not going to tell you it's far-fetched because I don't think it is far-fetched. I want to tell you a strategy. Just I want you to just remember you heard it here first, okay? I'm, I'm jealous of my reputation of bringing you value for your listening time. You listen to this show and you know I break my leg to try and make sure that, uh, that I deliver real value. That's what I try and do. So I want you to remember, please. I want you to remember that you heard it here first. Here's what I think stands a very good chance of happening. I think more and more Democrats are realizing that Hillary is deeply flawed. And they think to themselves, they love uh, Jeb Bush, which is, by the way, one of the reasons I hope he isn't the, the Republican nominee. The fact that the liberals love him uh, tells me enough. But, um, okay, fine. So they think it's going to be Jeb Bush. So they think Hillary Clinton, you know, it's a shame because they can't poke at Jeb Bush as being part of a dynasty, the Bush dynasty, because people just say, oh, well, so is Clinton. And they see that as a problem. They see the trust factor as the problem. They see the general unlikability. She's just not a likable person. You know, even I admitted back in the um, – the second Clinton term elections, 96. Do you remember 96 was Bob Dole against Bill Clinton? And for heaven's sake, I mean, I spoke at the Republican National Convention that year. I obviously supported uh, Bob Dole and his running mate was Jack Kemp. who's was a friend of mine, the late Jack Kemp. Um, but even I said on the radio at the time, if somebody offered me a choice of spending the evening having a couple of beers with Bob Dole or with Bill Clinton, I'll take Bill Clinton. He's, he's just more – Bob Dole was a, a stuffy fellow, an, an honorable guy, a veteran. I understand. 
Uh, Bill Clinton, I'm sorry to say, was just likable. He really was. He was a likable scoundrel. Hillary Clinton's not likable. So uh, as we wind down to a close of the show, let me tell you what I think is a very strong possibility. Listen to this carefully. The Democrats themselves, as they get closer, are going to disclose enough scandals. They're going to blow the whistle on Hillary so she can't run. And that's when they're going to bring out their dream candidate. Guess who I think will be ultimately end up being the Democratic candidate in 2016? Michelle Obama. Can't go wrong, right? Woman, black, beloved, and the wife of the great one. And people are already accustomed to the idea of bringing a former president back into the White House because we've we've known for a long time this was Hillary and Bill's plan. So this will bring Obama back for an additional term. It fills all the needs for the Democratic Party. Remember, you heard it here first, folks. But um, that is the way I think this is going to play out. I think that Hillary is going to run and – in a few months' time, maybe maybe it's going to be as much as a year's time. Maybe it'll be into early 2016. That is when the Democrats are going to release damaging information about Hillary that are going to make it absolutely impossible for her to run. And she's going to drop out or her numbers will plummet. And that is when nobody's going to look at O'Malley. Nobody's going to look at Bernie Sanders. At that point, they dish up Michelle Obama on a platter. The country swoons. And she is the Democratic nominee. Do I sound crazy? Don't think so. I know it sounds wacky, but if if I had told you half the things that her husband was going to do, if I had told you 10 years ago what was going to happen in America, that a first-term senator about whom we knew nothing, with zero experience, who was nothing but a community organizer, who was going to become a president. He was going to run circles around Congress and ram things. You wouldn't have believed it at all. So believe me when I tell you, you can look forward to President Michelle Obama 2016. Well, I'm not going to say she's going to win the election, but that she will be a Democratic, the Democratic nominee. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that's probably what we're going to see. So ladies and gentlemen, with uh, reluctance, I have to start winding down and uh, saying good night to you all. Producer Jessica, thank you for sitting in for uh, Producer Rebel. You've been terrific and uh, very much appreciate all your help. And uh, all of you folks listening, thank you very much indeed. Everybody on the um, everybody on the, the chat room great chat room this evening crowded as could be we had a lot of people thank you very much everybody great to to all be together here and uh, it's been stimulating and exciting for me much appreciated all of you um listen if uh, or tell friends if you if you want to introduce friends to the show replay this sunday morning on w4cy.com of course and uh everybody have yourselves until next thursday night a healthy and prosperous week. God bless you all.